What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and... When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Thrones. I am your host, King in the West, Dino Red. And I have with me, as always, my ride or die, my main man, Lord Latone Hart. I am the storm. That's right, Lord Latone, baby, I'm back. We're back to do episode three. Oathbreaker, season six, Game of Thrones. Are you ready? Yay, yay. Are you ready? Well, I always like to look at the map. I mean, is there anything better than the Game of Thrones theme song? To be honest, for me, it's a tad bit long. It's like, okay, already. I'm ready to get to the to the show. <laughs> ready though, man. Like it's like, yes, yes. I start getting my nerves. I get whew, it's getting ready to happen. Right. On this week. We get to see Vase Dolthrak. Now, we saw it in season one, but we haven't seen it in a while, and that's because Khaleesi is going back. But we kick off the episode at Castle Black. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Snow. <laughs> O.W. Yeah, John Snow is back. Don't call and it a comeback. Exactly. Exactly. John Snow has been reanimated, resurrected. And he's on the table, hyperventilating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alessandra gives him the look of shock that you have when you reach your credit limit, but your card still goes through. <laughs> Looking at him like, what did you see when you died? What did, the Lord, what did you see? Did you see the devil? Did you see the Lord of Light? What did you see? And what does John say? Nothing. Nathan. Life means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing and she was like well 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 the lord brought you back for a reason he's like well, i didn't see nothing I, I died and now i'm on the table bucket naked like who took the clothes off <laughs> sir davos in here playing with me what, why am i naked <laughs> i've been molested yeah like you know i got killed with my clothes on and now i'm but i'm ass naked at castle black <laughs> i take the black what, what am i doing <laughs> Yo, I want to give shouts out to Sir Davos. He could be a good YMCA youth coach. He's like, we're dead. So what? You failed. You're alive again. Mm-hmm. Fail again. Yeah. Just, man, do it. You missed the ball that time, but 
go out there and try it again. That's a pretty decent pep talk. He'd, he'd be good. He'd be good. And everybody's in awe that John is alive. And Tormund's not that amazed. He's like, you know, everybody thinks you're a god, but I don't think you're a god, man, because, you know, you ain't packing down there, man. <laughs> Tormund is hilarious. He's always on some sex. Always. Mm-hmm. That's his thing, man. He's always about some sex. But I want to defend John. I'm from up north and where it's cold at, and shrinkage <laughs> does happen. <laughs> Over a couple years, hey, I was a little ashamed of myself. I had to get back south, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it can get cold, man. You know, you get a little shrinkage. <laughs> yeah, but that was that was pretty interesting, man. John is back, and and everybody. I mean, I guess I would be I would be kind of kind of amazed too. Where do you think John is going to go from here? Predictions, guesses, whatever you want to call it. What do you, what do you think? Uh, it's going to go down at the Snow Bowl, the Bastard Bowl. Ramsey Snow versus John Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. I'm thinking he's headed to, to, to Winterfell. That's where I would be going. I, I just, I don't really care where he goes. I just want to see him rip shit up. <laughs> I think he has a new attitude. He was singing Patti LaBelle. I think he's he's done with the BS. I think he's going straight for the jugular now. I hope so, but he feels pretty much the same so far. It hasn't been a lot that we've seen of him since he's been back. But back an hour, man, he hasn't really got a sandwich in him or nothing. I, mean. I know, and but he so far he feels the same. Like when he killed those dudes and everything, it was like his duty and. He, you know, he did it, and I'm glad he did it. But I, would, I wish he did it with a little bit more attitude, a little bit more like, you know, like, yeah, bitches, fuck with me. You know, this is what you get, bitch. You know, I mean, I wish he had did it with a little bit more attitude, like, instead of him just going along with it, like, oh, it's my duty, I have to do this. Fuck all that. I think that's coming. Like I said, I think he just woke up. He's got to get, like, a bowl of oatmeal in him. Okay. Night's sleep, and I think he's got to think about some shit. He's like, man, this is some bull. Yeah. I got murdered for doing my duty. The next scene we see is, is Gilly, and Gilly is enjoying the Santa Maria like it's a carnival cruise line. <laughs> she's on the love boat. Looking out the window. She's she's like, oh, my God, this is great. Sam and Gilly are on a cruise. Yeah, that, she's like, this is the best honeymoon ever. <laughs> yep, they on the love boat. They're on like the worst ship ever, and I think Sam is vomiting because he has to listen to her conversation. I think the sea is called the sea because it's as big as you can see. And you know, sometimes, man, sometimes women just talk, and you shut the fuck And Sam's like, especially since Sam is smart and Gilly is dumb as a brick. Yeah, she's sweet and all, but she's 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 pretty dumb. Poor thing. Yo, Sam, word from your boy Lord Latone. She said, you're the father of her child. If you didn't sign the birth certificate, be careful, man. She's trying to get that wildling child support agency on your ass. All right? Yeah, she's like, she wants to have that that uh, that Meister check garnished. Yeah. No, be <laughs> when she hits you with that, I know it feels good. But that's a little baby white walker toddler. They might come to collect. Mm-hmm. That baby, doesn't he look like a white walker? He looks like a little medieval Gerber baby to me. He kind of cute. Nah, he looked like a White Walker. Remember, he's supposed to go to the White Walkers. Yeah, he was. He was supposed to go to the. He was supposed to be a sacrifice to the White Walkers. I, I remember that, and they they saved him. But 
he's he's a cute little baby. He he's a cute little white. He looks like he does. He looks like a a medieval Gerber baby. Grow up look like George Carlin. I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> uh, everybody we, take one look at that baby and know it ain't Sam's. Like ain't no way he made that baby. Eyes and that <laughs> white blonde hair. So, hey, little little midget white walker. What the hell you got with you? Now we get to a scene next, which has been talked about in the books ad nauseum. It's it's talked about on message boards. It is the Tower of Joy, mm-hmm. which little scene in Game of Thrones, which which gives some some history, some background to the whole Robert's Rebellion and what may or may not have happened. And of course, Bran is with the Three Eyed Raven, and they're looking at historical events, mm-hmm. and we. Ned, young Ned, 20-year-old Ned, and we finally see for the first time the infamous Howland Reed. Mm-hmm. Tower of Joy. Now, Howland Reed, of course, is the father of Mira and Jojen Reed. Right. The... They're from the north, but they're actually from the neck, which is like a swamp, which is the swamp part of the north. So it's like it, Alabama. Like Louisiana, actually. Okay. Alligators or lizard lions, they, they're kind of funny. They kind of got their own culture. They eat frogs and stuff. Everybody thinks they're really weird. Yeah, but they, they're loyal they, to House Stark. They sound Cajun. Yeah, th- there it goes. You would say the Reeds are, are the Cajuns. Yeah. Everybody kind of picks on them and messes with them. And they really, the Reeds and the Freys have like a Hatfield and McCoy type rivalry that's been going on forever. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of backwatery too. Okay. So we see Howland Reed, and we also see the legendary, the Michael Jordan of Knights, Sir Arthur Dane. Yeah, Sir Arthur Dane looked like he'd been taking uh, Spartacus lessons with wielding those two swords. Like, you, you did you ever watch that, uh, see that series, Spartacus? Uh, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he looked like little Kripkis Cri- Cri- or Spartacus or something. Crixus. <laughs> yeah, Crixus. Crixus or Spartacus Jr. with them with them two swords. Like I'm like, this motherfucker, he ain't even fighting like a knight. He's fighting like a gladiator. Yeah, Sir Arthur Dane, who actually trained Jamie Lannister. And there was a nice little homage to Jamie Lannister. As you see, when he walked up, he kind of twisted his sword the same way Jamie always twists his sword before he battles. Mm. Because Sir Arthur Dane trained Jamie Lannister, and he is called the Sword of the Morning yeah. because yeah. he had dawn. Yeah, and Jamie Lannister uh, uh, kicked Ned Stark's ass in a sword fight too. <laughs> yeah, my my master kicked your ass, and so did I. But Sir Arthur <laughs> Dane is considered the best. They say the only person that could have ever competed with him was Sir Barristan Selmy, and they're saying like Sir Barristan Selmy probably would have lost too. Wow. We get to see him, Sir Arthur Dane, runs through these fools like Darth Maul would run through Ewoks. I mean, he he was basically like, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had like four of them at one time. Playing with him. First he stabbed Holland Reed and he laid out and then he just started tapping him one at a time and spinning around, tapping him, tapping him. They were, you know, I could watch that scene a lot, but Sir Arthur Dane was definitely running through some ass and of course, Ned is like, now it begins. Or he was like, now it begins. And Ned was like, now it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, about to end for you. <laughs> and what's interesting about Game of Thrones is we hear a lot of history through stories. But now with Bran, we're getting to see the truth. Right. 
you know, the stories that Brand heard were, you know, my father beat Sir Arthur Dane and his father said, but if Howland Reed wasn't there, I would have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have beat him. But that's not really what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is, but it isn't. <laughs> Like, it's like when I tell my girl, like, when she gets mad, she says I lied. And I said, I didn't lie. I just didn't tell you the whole story. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's what Ned, Ned didn't really tell you the whole story. Yeah. Ned is all about honor. And I want to do this with a code. And I want to, you know, I want to beat you straight up. Howland Reed, who is from the backwaters of, of the neck, is like, I don't give a fuck. I just want to win. <laughs> like So Howland Reed stabs him in the back. Yes. And... And that's how Ned went. I think Ned was going to let himself die. Yeah, I was going to say that was a good move because Ned was dead had uh, Holland Reed not done that. He definitely saved Ned's life. Yeah, yeah. And Ned always says, you know, if it wasn't for Holland Reed, you know, I would. But he never said, hey, Holland Reed stabbed him in the back. And then I heard a scream and I just decided to kill him, which is dishonorable, which kind of puts some shade over this whole heroic he's so honorable ned type of thing you know we've always kind of felt like ned was the ultimate good guy but now we see hey he has a little dark side too i guess i don't know i guess that's the way they look at it back then or something but the way i i don't really see anything wrong with the way it went down i mean i i know ned would have preferred to beat him straight up like anybody would but i mean hey it's a fight to the death so that's I'm, a ninja philosophy. I really too. don't see how you can cheat right. in a fight to the death. <laughs> if if someone stabs you in the back, that's not a that's not a fair fight. That, but that's different from how, like, say the the way the Sand Snakes did it. They did it like, you know, I know what you mean, and I I agree somewhat. Like, I don't like the way the Sand Snakes did it, but the way this happened, I, I don't know. I was okay with that. You're okay with someone getting stabbed in the back and then you kill him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he it wasn't like, no, he was dying already. I mean, he just finished it. Uh, he probably could have. Nah, <laughs> nah, that, no. He got him right in the neck. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Because that was the only place he didn't have armor. So he had to get, he got him right in the neck, right in between the helmet and the, the, uh, the top of the, the back of the breastplate. Yeah, but you got to realize Ned is all about honor and they're all about this prestige and warriors and knights and we have a code. That's not part of the code, man. <laughs> it's not part of the code. Eh, maybe not. But I mean, it was a fight to the death. Dude was dying. He just finished him. Whatever. I don't I don't see anything dishonorable about it. Wow. That is interesting. <laughs> I would I would have done the same thing. I don't, I, but you don't see anything dishonorable about it. Not really. I mean, it's not like they planned to do it that way. It just kind of happened that way. I can't even think, if you watch the episode again, Ned, even, you can see there's a look of reservation on his face because what he already believes in. He believes in the whole honor thing. And you can see it kind of, but then he was like, I came here to look for my sister. I think, well, I think you put too much, a little too much into that honor thing when you're trying to kill somebody because you said the same thing about about Stannis and, and, uh, and Brienne and Oh, she's so honorable, like Ned Stark, or whatever. She didn't. She killed that fool. He's dead. That's why we ain't heard nothing. Not 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 near word about Stannis because Stannis is dead. Everybody knows it. The Red Witch knows it. Sir Davos knows it. Everybody done moved on, but you, that motherfucker's dead. I think you underestimate how serious honor and code is to warriors. I think you overestimate it when it's in a, a life or death situation. 
That's all Seven I'm saying. With samurai suits, they kill themselves. Like it's honor serious. But moving on, the three eyed raven. This dude, he pissing me off, man. He's like the scrambled Playboy Channel back in the day. <laughs> Let you finish the scene. You know, he takes Bran back to the cave right when Ned runs up the stairs after he hears the scream. Now, the scream allegedly is his sister, but we don't know because I guess we'll have to go back to that scene. I guess he'll take him back maybe later in the season. I think it's Lysa having Jon Snow. That's what I think is happening in there right now. I think Lysa is giving birth to Jon Snow in there. Liana, yes. Yeah, Liana. Yeah, Liana. I think Liana's in there birthing Jon Snow. Yep, because that's the whole Rhaegar plus Liana equals John. Mm-hmm. Everybody was everybody kind of the book readers. Everybody wanted to see it, and they kind of they kind of pulled the rug out under you. Just, what, oh. what do you think? If anything, does it mean that that uh, that Ned her uh, Rickon Bran? I mean, yeah, that he heard Bran, not Rickon. He that uh, I, that. But I'm interested. I'm wondering if he can change the past. I'm wondering that too, and I think that he might, and I think that the three eye raven saying that the 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 past is already written and the ink is dried, I think he's saying that as a philosophy and not as a fact, like this is the way it should be, like we shouldn't be changing anything. The past is the past. Leave it that way. I don't think he wants Brand to know that he can change the past, but I think Brand's going to find that out, and I think he is going to change some shit. Or I don't think the Three-Eyed Raven is as powerful as uh, Brand. Y- yeah, there you go. That might be it. He might not be able to change some stuff. And right? waiting for you because he knows he, Brand, can do more. He's the tree messiah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> And then now all of a sudden we end up with HBO presents the real housewives of vast throat Thrack. And they got a new outsider, a new <laughs> It's Daenerys. <laughs> Mother Dragons, I'm the unborn. I'm Daenerys Stormborn. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> no, no one cares that you're from New York, Khaleesi. No one cares. That's how New Yorkers act. Like, oh man, I'm from Brooklyn, man. Fourteenth and twelfth street, twenty fifth Ave. You know, like are you done? Yeah, that's how they sound for sure. <laughs> Are you done? And she sounded like a New Yorker. And whoever that was, Alice Cooper, who was in the tent, didn't really care. <laughs> no, she didn't care. She had no fucks to give. Yeah, Alice Cooper was like, I remember you. I remember when you ate the stallion. When you the, ate heart, that heart. the heart. Heart, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought you would conquer the world with me at his side would be a really good name for a book club that they could put together in there. <laughs> You know, that would be a good name. And yo, Dino, we got a new bad chick. I like Varys, and Varys is talking mm-hmm. to old girl Vala. Mm-hmm. Vala is bad, dude. Yeah, Vala's hot. Remember Vala from last season when she when she took it off, and then she killed that dude. Mm-hmm. Was thick boy, <laughs> but it finds out that um, the other slavers, all the other cities that. The Khaleesi has saved our have went back to slavery and now they're trying to bring Marine back to slavery. So they don't really want to change. And that's kind of interesting. So the sons of the harpy are being financed by the masters who've taken back over the cities of was it Yunkai and what's the other Astapor. Right. So what do you think about that? Yeah. They ain't trying to let slavery go. Yeah, they it's just they're like the Fucking the Confederates. 
<laughs> we, want, we want our Confederate flag back, God Just the good old boys. <laughs> Meanwhile, your boy Tyrion is trying to have a salacious conversation with a couple of autistic kids, Missandre and young Obama. They're like, mm, we don't drink. Nope. We don't do anything. Man, you just have a little fun or something. <laughs> it's like uptight and I like that Miss Andre said hey they only understand one thing violence so let's 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 fuck them up <laughs> right <laughs> like what does Miss Andre say she said she's been she's been molested she was like oh the masters used to play lots of games with me <laughs> like, man are you all right mm-hmm they only play games with me. They're not with, not with the unsullied, only me. It's like <laughs> Tyrion was like, oh man, this this is not this is not it, man. <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> Your boy Gargamel shows up back at King's Landing. Yes, Gargamel is is uh, uh, Gargamel and Franken Franken Mountain riding around in a panel van giving out candy to little birds. <laughs> boy Kyburn who's, you know, very devious, is offering kids candy like a true pedophile so he can get that intel around mm-hmm. the Seven Kingdoms, and those are the little birds of Varys. Mm-hmm. So they're Gargamel's little birds. Yeah, yep, yep, Varys got jacked. <laughs> they got to do is give him a little candy. That's all, a little candy. Candy make it dandy. Then the twins show up with, with your boy, the mountain, or the, and they actually called him Sir Gregor, so they're admitting that it's him. You know, they were calling him Robert Strong, but they finally just said, hey, it, it's the mountain. Mm-hmm. Everybody it, knew it was him anyway. I mean, come on. He's about to fuck Jamie up, too. Jamie thinks he don't understand him. <laughs> he's like, you know, Jamie wouldn't say no shit like that to him when he was when he was normal. And now Jamie would say, well, what does he understand? Does he know I think he's stupid? <laughs> A year ago, he'd, he'd have chopped your head off. Right. But that's pretty funny, man. And uh, we hear Cersei's plan. Cersei thinks she's going to get a trial by combat with the sparrows, which is, which is interesting because a little later in the episode, Bernie Sparrow says, you know, that there's going to be seven septas. Right. I think she's she's in for a, a little surprise. It's not about to go down how she wants it. <laughs> now, I've always hated Maester Pycelle. He's in there talking mad shit. <laughs> yeah mad shit he feeling himself he almost shits on himself <laughs> when <laughs> jamie and and sir gregor arrive i mean did you hear me farty though yeah i think he shit himself too man i think i think he he soiled himself <laughs> and cersei is so full of herself so she goes to the small council and her uncle kevin is there who doesn't like her at all and the queen of thorns is back and she's talking about well you know we gotta they invited me here so we could you know, take care of what they're doing to the queen. And Cersei was like, I'm thank thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, you're not the queen. Marjorie's the queen. You are not married to the king. And I do appreciate that these things can get a little confusing in your family. She 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 that was that was a lot of shade. A lot of shade. She's everybody loves her. Everybody loves her character. Oh yeah. How can you not love her? She's the best. She's the best. And then, of course, Jamie and Cersei try to bogart their way into the small council, and everybody leaves. 
Yeah, I thought that was a pretty, uh, uh, pretty uh, strong move there. It too, but I think that's going to spell doom for Uncle Kevin because he said something that on Game of Thrones. T- he says, oh, "What are you going to do? Kill me?" <laughs> and I, <laughs> you know, Mace Tyrell didn't say shit. He knew to shut the fuck up. You know, <laughs> Queen of Thorns, she didn't really say nothing. But he was like, well, well, I'm going to leave unless you plan to kill me. And I think I think he's going to get it in the night. <laughs> he's like, unless you have that thing, kill us all. This was a little he was a little too bold. He could have just got up and walked out. Then Cersei wouldn't have felt like she got fronted on. But I think I think she's going to be like, I can't let him embarrass me in front of people in public. I got to I got to, you know, make an example out of him. I think he's walking down the street and get choked out. I don't know, maybe, but Cersei's got bigger fish to fry right now than trying to worry about her uncle. Uh, she's right now. She's really on herself. She's like, "What are we gonna do about Dorne killing Marcella?" They're like, we'll be all right. Like, we don't. Re- we never really worry about Dorne. The seventh Dorne is kind of like they don't ever worry about Dorne really. I don't know what Dorne is different now though with the Sand Snakes in- running shit. Yeah, but they've never really worried about Doran. They're so far and so foreign. They just kind of like, man, Doran's doing whatever. <laughs> but up <laughs> next, I don't know what's going on with Tom. And every time he comes in the room, it looks like he just finished a, an Adele Drake mixtape. And he, he's trying to be hard with the Sparrow. But he, he just kind of reminds me of, you know how when a puppy kind of growls at you like he's going to do something? Mm-hmm. But like, oh, you little, you ain't going to do shit. Exactly. You, you ain't got all your teeth. He's like, what are you? And I just always, Tommen just really makes me laugh. I wish he had more Joffrey in him, but he's just too gentle. Yeah, yeah, he's he's kind of pathetic. And then one thing about religious people, you can't let them talk to you. Because if you start listening, <laughs> they'll start manipulating you. And he started listening. Like one thing about your mother is, you know, she lets the gods talk through her. And when she talks about you, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, <laughs> done, man." He went down there like with some fire, but he kept hearing that Drake in the background. Yeah. Poor Tom, and I think Tommen's gonna die soon. Yeah, well, he's definitely gonna be dying because you know we know from fro- the 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 froggy uh, the froggy prophet woman that. Uh, that all, all her kids are going to die, so he's the last one. And now we go to the House of Black and White, where Arya gets her Helen Keller Jedi training montage, where she's, you know, just getting hit and getting hit, and then she's learning how to, you know, block the hits, and she's getting swept, and who are you, and who who do you hate, and who's on your list, and she passes her oral exam, and she also passes her physical exam. Yeah, she didn't whoop that ass good enough, though. After all this time, all these many months that has been that stick bitch been whooping up on her. Hey, you know, did you pledge a fraternity? No. Okay. When you pledge a fraternity, they beat the hell out of you, and you never really beat them back. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm not the one. Fuck all that. Ain't nobody beating me. And and not getting beat back. That's damn sure. Her probate show, basically. You know, she... (laughs) (laughs) No one can see her. The Stark, formerly known as Arya, gets a drink of water. <laughs> and isn't that the water that kills you? Yeah, and I think that's an interesting philosophy. I think it kills people who have an identity. But mm. if you are no one, it doesn't kill you. Ah, interesting theory. I like that. 
go in there as Dino Red. Like, I'm Dino Red. I'm the baddest motherfucker from the Red Rock Pot. I'm, I'm <laughs> it. And you sip that water. <laughs> <laughs> go on, man. You know, I'm, I'm nobody. You need to take a sip of the water. Mm, refreshing. It's, you know, you just, you just live. I thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. And does the North remember? Do Does the North remember? Because small John Umber shows up at Winterfell to talk to Ramsey. Yep, here we go. Now, Small John is the son of the Great John. You remember the Great John from season one? Uh, no, I don't, actually. Great John was the one who Rob Stark had to cut his finger off to make him pledge his banners. Ah, okay, that dude. That was the Great John. The Great John Umber, and he used to be the Lord of... What the hell is their house called? Um... Damn, the Umbers. I should know what the Whatever. Well, he was the lord of wherever the Umbers are. And they're kind of one of the most northern house. They're almost at the wall. <clears throat> their house is almost at the wall. But the great John died at the Red Wedding with the rest of the north. Because he was at the wedding of Rob Stark. Remember after the Red Wedding how they went outside and killed all the northerners? Oh, yeah. I remember. Great John was one of them, and that's how Small John became the Lord. Now, it's funny because he comes down there talking crazy shit. He's like, your dad was a dick. He was a You're- cunt. He called him a cunt. Dad what? was a cunt. Worse than a dick. I'm not kneeling. I'm not kissing your hand. I ain't doing shit. Fuck all those traditions. <laughs> He's like, he even shit on the car starts. He was like, car starts like to fuck boys, little boys that pedophile." <laughs> <laughs> like all John come in here just just throwing out acid on everybody. But he offers a gift to Ramsey. It is the Maggie Simpson of the Starks. Rickon. <laughs> Rickon. And Rickon, man, I ain't seen Rickon. The last time I seen Rickon, I was in the Winterfield Quickie Mart. Uh <laughs> and he was on the side of a goat a carton of goat's milk. Yeah, Rickon looks like he works at a surf shop in Malibu or something. Like, these kids have all really, really grown. Like, what did they pick the kids that were all going to become six feet in two years? I guess. We haven't seen Rickon in, like, three years, though, I think. We saw him about two seasons. Yeah, him and Osha. Him and Osha. And why do people keep dropping off Stark kids to Ramsey Bolton like housewarming gifts? I know. Now it's Rickon. And and Ramsey's very excited. I mean, his dick is harder than Captain America's shield when he sees that it's Rick on. You know, he's about to become Reek Part 2. Yep. <laughs> and rip to Shaggy Dog. But you know what? And it's between me and you. I don't think the Umbers are really... I think they're being a Trojan horse. I think the Rick on thing is a Trojan horse. I don't think that was really Shaggy Dog. Wait, what? What you mean? What you talking about? You I don't think the small John Umber... I don't think he's really pledging loyalty or fealty to the Boltons. I think he just figured he could bring Rickon in there to get a feel for what's going on in there. And I think I think he wants to kill Ramsey and the Karstarks. Hmm. Last Hearth. That, Last Hearth, yeah. That's where John Umber's from. Because the Umbers were one of the most loyal houses to the Starks ever. And the Boltons killed their lord. So I'm I'm thinking I call bullshit. I don't think he's really there. That's why he wasn't gonna kneel or kiss his. Right. They're too defiant. 
<laughs> yeah, he was. I like him. He was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. He was like the wildlings. He was like, I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. Fuck all that. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I have no no book reason to believe he, he. But I just I got a feeling that the Umbers aren't aren't about to sign up with Ramsey Bolton. I don't think they like Ramsey. I don't think they like the Boltons. So I think Rickon and this whole prize is just to hey, they're cool with us, so that you know when they have a big battle, he can stab the Boltons in the back. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, nice theory. Yeah. You got some good theories. This, this, uh, this episode. Yeah. He's like, I ain't kissing your ass. I ain't kissing your ring. I ain't kneeling. Fuck all that. Fuck you. And fuck your daddy. Too, came in there with too much attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, no, I don't, you know, what do you got for me? Oh, I got, he, I got a wild, a girl. And then Ramsey's like, Oh, I like him wild. And, I, and Ramsey might not want to fuck with Osha. Osha will kill Ramsey. <laughs> then he takes the hood off of Rickon. He's like, uh, here's a boy. This is more like what the car starts like. (laughs) (laughs) I was dying. I want more of the small John Umber. I want more of him, man. He, he, he's a lot of fun, man. He, I can hang out with him at the bar. We can get into some good, good, uh, battles. (laughs) And let me say rest in peace to gray wind lady and shaggy dog. Cause we've lost three dire wolves, but we still got Nymeria. Yeah. Still got summer mm-hmm. and ghost. Still got ghost, but direwolf lives matter, man. We got to hashtag that, everybody. Hashtag that, and we go back, back to Castle Black, where John is pondering what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, weren't there seven people that stabbed him? He had seven stab. It definitely seemed like it was more than four. That's for sure. It seemed like they were stabbing him like all night long. It seemed I remember seven, but there was only four people, and you know. But that makes have, sense. That that makes sense that three of them could you know fly under the radar, and then it's not like they're gonna snitch on them. So, yeah, these those were the the main four. I guess we get the main four. Yeah, and I want to give props, man. I know I know he's out of there, but I never kind of liked Sir Alistair Thorne. But he had a, his moment this episode. He's kind of like Colonel Jessup from um, what's that movie uh, with Tom Cruise and and Jack Nicholson? He the he, uh, what you can't handle the truth that thing that movie. Yeah, he had his moment where he said, "Hey, I gave John a code red unapologetically. I would do it again." He's like, you know, he's basically like the seven kingdoms want me on the wall. They need me on that wall. And I did what I was supposed to do for the watch. He was just hard with it, man. He was like, look, I fought, I lost, and now I'm going to rest. Fuck you, Jon Snow. You're going to be fighting this battle forever. (laughs) I had to stand up and clap. I was like, that's how you do it. That's how you die with pride. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I hate him and all that. But, yeah, I I like the fact that he stayed. You know, he he went out like a G. He didn't he didn't go out like a little bitch crying like his buddy did, you know, trying to beg for his life or nothing like that. He he was a dick all the way till the end. So I give him that. Oh, man, I can't hate on that. He was like, yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I don't I don't hate on that either. I hate I hate on his uh his little his little punk ass reasoning for why he did it. But, uh, you know, he talked a good game, but fuck all that. Well, his reasoning is solid if you consider what the Night Watch is built to do. Nah, I ain't no fuck all that. I ain't buying it. He's never seen a White Walker. I don't care. Fuck him. <laughs> I think if everybody sees a White Walker, 
Like if everybody gets to, like if a white walker just decides to ride down to King's Landing and stop at most of the cities, nobody will disagree with John. But nobody, only Sam and John and a few of the Night's Watch have seen him. Yeah, uh, not too long ago, none of them had seen a giant either. But Jon Snow had told him about that, too. Well, let, you know how people are. You get People aren't going to believe anything till they see it. And White Walkers are like myth. Not to mention there's been more than it's not just Jon Snow. You know, Samuel Tarly has seen him and other people have seen him. You know, it's not just Jon Snow. Damn sure ain't believing Sam. Well, <laughs> they're not believing Sam. Well, fuck him then. So what? These grown men, ain't nobody going around making up no bedtime stories. Nobody, nobody got, told me there were zombies. Nobody got time for that. I told me there were zombies in Memphis. I mean, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'd, have to see, I'd have to actually have, I'd have to actually have to be running from a zombie before I'd be like, okay, there's zombies. <laughs> well, that's funny. That one guy's like, uh, can you write a letter to my mom? Can you tell him I died fighting the wildlings? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, but I like Thorne. He's the person on your job that's never impressed by you. He's like, man, I don't care what you do. You get a promotion, man, so what? <laughs> New car, man, so what? He's that grumpy old dude, man. And Ollie refuses to show any remorse. He's just ice grill. And I was having a debate with someone earlier. Everybody hates Ollie, but why? If you watch season four, episode three, Ygritte shoots his father in the face. Then Tormund kills his father. Then the fans grab him from under a basket and they tell him, look, there's your mother and your father. I'm about to cut them up and eat them. So shit, if that happened to you, wouldn't you hate the wildlings no matter what? They killed both his parents and then they, they ate them. <laughs> they ate his parents. <laughs> Black and tell the Night's Watch, we're coming to kill y'all. He had every reason to hate the Night's Watch, and, and you know, now he's getting killed. Nobody's denying him the, you know, the his, uh, the fact that he should hate the, 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 the wildlings. But that is not reason enough to, you know, to uh, assassinate your Lord Commander. Oh, I think if someone killed your family and then they decided to be friends with them, you'd fuck, say, fuck your commander, your boss. <laughs> I think mm. if, if, yeah, I think if a couple, mm. couple Arabs came and killed your mom and dad and then your boss was like, hey, man, let's move. Let's let the Arabs come live with us. You like, man, I'm fucking with you like that. I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with you. Fuck Ali. Ali learned you can only stab people in the back, never the front. <laughs> and does he look constipated? Does he look more constipated before or after? He gets hung. I don't give a fuck about Ollie. We don't spend too much time talking about his punk ass. Damn, man. Ollie's the only person that got hung that should have a, a little bit of sympathy. You got to understand his, his, his beef. I give him a, a little bit, but psh, fuck that. Your flight leaves at 8. My flight leaves at 9. That should be the Stark family slogan because they're never going to get reunited. John leaves Castle Black and Sansa's headed there. Like, every time they get close, they miss each other. Every time they get close. Because John's watch has ended. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people are going to quit their jobs this week and say that. <laughs> I'll walk out and be like, my watch has ended. <laughs> Reminds me of Kobe with the Mamba out. <laughs> Mamba out. 
And, you know, I like Jon Snow, but I'm going to have to leave him a bad review on Airbnb because he left Castle Black a, Black a mess. Did he fix the door that 1-1 one, one ki- kicked down? <laughs> That's not his fault. He was gonna, dead at the time. going to leave, man. You got to at least stay and, you know, fix everything up before you leave. John gave his life for that place. He he can take off. He's like, fuck this place. I'm not dying for this place twice. Up next, get ready for the Bastard Bowl, the Snow Bowl. I believe it's coming down in Winterfell. It's coming soon because I think John is going to get he's going to get his Stark name back. He's going to take some ass back. And your girl, Melisandre, said Stannis wasn't the prince that was promised. So I think he might believe he's the prince that's promised. I think he believes, hey, I'm the one. I don't know if he believes it, but but Davos and uh, the Red Witch, they believe it. And that's all it takes. All it takes is 10 other people to believe it. Yeah. Then you know, it's going down. So your quote of the week this week, Dino, is? My quote of the week is, you actually said it, is... Uh, <laughs> uh, the Queen of Thorns, like, you are not the queen. <laughs> you are not the queen. Marjorie is the queen, but I appreciate how in your family these things get confused. That that was like so much shade. I was like, that is my quote of the week right there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. That was that was that was a great line. You, yeah, because when she just like, you're not the queen. You are not the queen. I'm definitely gonna go with um, you know, now my watch is over. My watch is over. That's that's gotta be the quote. Of yeah. the week for me, you know, my watch. He just walked out like, "Hey, my watch has ended." Nah, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, yeah, my watch has ended. That that is definitely my quote of the week. I already know what your kill of the week is. Your kill is going to be pretty easy. What do you think it is? I know you don't like Ollie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't like Ollie, but he. I. I don't like Thorn more than I don't like Ollie. See, I have respect for Thorn. Fuck Thorn. <laughs> I respect Thorn. Thorn went out like a man. <laughs> Fuck him. So what's your kill of the week? Uh yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the 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 the, the, the quadruple play. <laughs> the four by four. My kill of the week is Shaggy Dog because I don't I didn't think it was Shaggy Dog, but he looked like that wolf from The NeverEnding Story. And I never liked that wolf from The NeverEnding Story. So I'm glad that the nothing and the wolf from The NeverEnding Story finally got killed. And I'm glad the small John Umber found the wolf from The NeverEnding Story and put a hook in his head and threw him on the table at Winterfell. That's my kill of the week. Okay, well, since we're talking about kills and all that, let me ask you this. Did you notice anything about... Arya's list when she was talking to the stick bitch. I didn't notice her list is really short. Did you notice a name that was conspicuously missing from that list? She said Cersei. She said oh, she said Cersei. She she didn't want to kill the hound, but there was two other people. Cause I know she already got Meryl's Trent and Joffrey were gone off the list. So what 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 was name was missing? Uh, actually, she named Joffrey. She didn't name Sir Marin Trant. Well, those two were dead. She said she said three people that were still alive. Okay. Well, I thought I thought she was 
I thought the girl asked who was everybody on the list, not who was still on the list and not who was off the list. I thought but, she was supposed to give the, like the whole, and I could have swore she mentioned Joffrey. You said who's on your little list. Right. And, yeah, because you got to realize the list has been shortened considerably. She had a lot of people. Oh, it was Walter Frey, Cersei yeah. Lannister, because Walter Frey, because of the Red Wedding. Right. And it was somebody else. Um, mm, mm, damn, I can't remember. Okay, well, that answers that thing. It was Walter Frey and Cersei, though. Yeah. One other name. And then she was like, well, what about Gregor Kaglane? And she was like, I don't know. And I thought that was interesting because that, it's kind of interesting when you finally, sometimes you lie to yourself. And Arya had a moment there where she's like, I can't keep lying to myself. I don't really hate the Hound like I used to. Like well, she, part of me. well, she had she had to because remember when um, uh, a man a man was beating the shit out of her because she was saying that she hated the hound and he was like smacking the shit. He's like, no, you <laughs> quit lying. You're lying. A girl lies. Smack. I wonder how do they know that? They got some kind of power. Speaking of which, it seems like the only bit of old business left is needle needle. And they seem to know everything or at least, uh, you know, a man does. He seems to know everything, and nothing gets past him. So I can't sit here and think that he does not know about Needle. So I'm wondering what's going to happen with that. Needle is. Didn't she put Needle in the rocks? She hid Needle in the rocks near the water, yeah. She might come outside next week, and he's throwing Needle in the, in the ocean. Nah, it's something. She's got to do it. It's gonna, you know what I mean? It's going to be some kind of, and I, th- 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 she might get in trouble for it if she doesn't go do it herself. We shall see. I think Arya is going to be a problem, and I mean, I think I really think she's getting ready to be a real problem, and it's it's going to be great going forward. And I can't wait to see more Brand's visions. Yeah, his visions are pretty interesting. They should do one every week, but I, they got to show him some other stuff. Like they got to show him the White Walkers, and I know we're going to see the Mad King. I, I can't wait to see the Mad King in yeah. one of his visions this season. I don't need to see any more of uh, Gilly and Sam's uh, love boat uh, honeymoon cruise. I hope Isaac comes out there and <laughs> gives them drinks. <laughs> well, you know, if Isaac come out, he's going to have to be a pirate because the black people only get to be pirates on this show. We are only pirates on this show. That is true. We are only pirates. <laughs> pirates and, 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 and eunuchs. <laughs> yeah, no dick. <laughs> and old it. All right. So I guess that's it. That brings us to a close. Oh, my watch is ended. <laughs> Our watch is ended. All right. So uh thanks again for checking in and we'll see you guys next week. And hey, if you guys uh, want to send in any any mail, you can do so to uh the show at gmail dot com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook under the, uh, the Shiznit Show or Red Rock Podcast Network or me on Dino Red. And you can find us on Twitter under the, uh, the Shiznit, at The Shiznit Show. Yes. And you can always find me anywhere on social media at Latone Hart. L-A-T-O-N-E-H-E-A-R-T. And I'll love to talk to you. Peace. Listen to the rest.